I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. Welcome back in Sporty Nation on what seems like week 800 of this quarantine we are back with a brand new episode for you guys which makes monday the best day of the week and i think monday has been waiting for this for a very long time because um they've been the most hated day of the week for forever so props to you monday (laughs) and also props to my wonderful co-host that you can hear giggling over there (laughs) richie how you doing I'm doing well, Corey. Um, we are recording on Saturday before the show comes out on Monday. And uh, as I told you, I was super bored, so I decided to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> Which um, I am not it's a wrestling... Great day acting right there. Yeah, I'm not a wrestling fan at all. I used to be when I was a kid. Um, I haven't cared about it in like 20 years, so, but I was like, fuck it, I'm bored, I'm just gonna watch it, and it was actually pretty entertaining. Um, probably won't watch it again after, after WrestleMania is over, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) Gotta stay entertained without hockey or any sports whatsoever. Yeah, that's what, you gotta do what you gotta do. I mean, and we have these simulated games, but like, like, well, I didn't get to ask the question because we kind of, uh, went on a little bit long with our, um guess that we're we have coming up next but you know the capital simulation had they were undefeated seven to zero i feel like these simulations are very rigged and um i'm not sure that i trust them in the fact of actually watching them as my um fill-in for hockey you know i just feel like they're all a little bit rigged simulation wise yeah it's not good enough i don't even i was i was watching the um I think it was the NBA players that were doing, like, a tournament um, of NBA 2K. And I was like, oh, this is fine. I was bored by it. And, like, the virtual hockey, eh, I don't – whatever. I'll watch – I don't watch that at all. But – so – Well, at like, least with, like – with that – at least with, like, NBA 2K or whatever that they're actually playing. Yeah. And these simulations are just straight-up simulations. It's like, eh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I've been passing the time instead by um, – we, we started watching Ozark – couple days ago i have heard it is very good yeah i've never I, watched it though. yeah i'd recommend it it's um it's pretty good it's, it's got some good actors in there jason bateman among others and and uh yeah it's i'd recommend it if you if you get a chance to watch it but it's good to know i've been all over the place i i've gotten to the point where i as it is, I'm not a big binge watcher because I get really into things, like way too deep into things. I get really invested, and then um, I I almost start like obsessing over it. Like my mind just keeps on thinking about it like all the time, and so I'm not the biggest like binge watcher of a lot of things because I can't I, outside of the office. Like I, I'll binge watch The Office kind of anytime, anywhere. Um, but outside of that, I um, I don't really. Which speaking of which, um. That where did that quiz that you send me come from? That where everyone was going around. The reason why I say speaking of which is um, one of my top ones was Pam Beasley, which is probably why I'm always like here for Jim and Pam because uh, 
I I apparently am very similar to uh, Pam Beasley, according to the um, the quiz that you found that is apparently all over Twitter now. Yeah, I don't know. I found it. I saw it just like you. I saw it on Twitter. Like Kat had mentioned it to me. I was like, oh, all right, I'll try it and see. And then I taught I passed it off to you guys. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it started, but it's interesting. Corey and I very similar. We have a f- we had a few similar names like in our top like fifteen or so. Which is good, you know. It means we're um, we should be good to go when it comes to like agreeing on things, which is good. Yeah, and for the most part, we are usually we usually are on the same page on the show. So, like for example, Kish, you're wondering um, how on the same wavelength Corey and I are. Without any planning whatsoever, last week um, we both ended up watching Cosmos at the exact same time. Without pre-planning it at all. Oh, bitch. Let me start with with that whole situation. So it was it was dope as hell that that Richie and I were watching it the the exact same episode, exact same time. That was cool. But what the fuck is wrong with them with showing up close video of bees? I do not do bees. Bees are one of my things. It's always freaked me the hell out. My dad has always laughed at me um, because I, over all of the years of all the motocross tracks that we've been at, for some reason, there are bees just gravitate towards me during them. And like even while riding one time, one got up in my brother's helmet and stung him on the head. I can't do bees. Bees freak me the fuck out. So that you're going to make an entire... And I watch that show like a little bit before I go to bed because it's very relaxing and it's talking about like I really like the moon and stars I mean I have moon and stars on my fucking foot tattooed for Christ's sake but um sorry we already did two uh interviews so like I'm already like cursing up a storm so I apologize and um I'm just I'm already you know basically pretty much through my white claw so um no filter on right now but um bees freak me the hell out so the why do they need to do an up close thing on bees for an entire episode it was very cool what they had to tell us about it and how they do all the, like their directional stuff but that was so unnecessary and you could hear it and i couldn't even like you know when you are freaked out by something and you look away uh-huh. if, even when i looked away i could still hear them and it was like they were there and they were coming at me like they were taunting me on purpose richard on purpose well, I'm sorry you felt that way. I I completely disagree with you. I think bees are dope as shit. I think they're really cool. They always they have fascinated me since I was a kid, um, and so I thought it was really cool to like get like the the whole science behind them and like how f- how smart they are was super cool. And um, I, I thought it was I found it really interesting. I thought it was really interesting. So I'm sorry that it freaked you out, but at least you learned something about them so do you have a new appreciation for them now that you got to learn more about them or do you still hate, hate them yeah so scotty had said he's like oh well you know they're like going extinct and i go and he's like see look at this look how like vital they are with you know like the pollen and all that shit and i was like that is great and the things that i'm learning about them is great and the people that want to save the bees is great i will stay as far away as possible and allow those that enjoy bees like you to save the bees. Um, I will be on the side of our friend Fern, who's um, 
Twitter bio even says save the tortugas. I will go. I will save everything else. I will save the tortugas. I will turtles. Um, I will save the dolphins. I will save the everything else. Not the bees. I'm sorry. I can't do that one. That is my limit. They freak me the hell out. And um, <laughs> that's my stance on that. Just, just saying. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I just, I can't. Even after learning about how cool they were, I can't do it. They, just the, the sound of, oh, even just thinking about it right now, I have the chills. Just the sound of their wings flapping near me. Oh, and they're their little furry bodies and their beady little eyes. Oh, God, no. Okay. Oh, we got we to gotta get it off. The, I'm getting hot over here now. Well, it's a good thing we have an interview. We have a couple of guests on the show here coming up. Um, who 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 do we talk to this week? We talked to the Caps Chirp podcast, and um, they were some pretty funny guys. And it was great too because um, we got to go into you know the background into um, their names on Twitter, which is uh, Hockey Troll and. Polly Cupcakes, which was really cool to hear the background on that. And it was really cool, too, because we got to hear something that um, Polly started when he was in college. And uh, we got to get some great stories about ACHA hockey. And, you know, the the club hockey is one of those things that doesn't really get acknowledged. And it's one of the cooler grassroots bits of hockey that we always enjoy. And as, you know... ASU has an NCAA team, but they started out as an ACHA team. And uh, so it's always cool to go into any of those type of stories. And, of course, you got to talk to them about um, your latest obsession, which is... Tiger King. Yes. So, you know, we got to hear their point on it. And... um, Outside of Keith Yandel, um, I have now discovered that one other person does not think, like, for sure that Carol killed her husband. So, um, she has two defenders now. Sporty Nation, we don't do this a lot, but we're doing it today. We're bringing a couple guests here into the Sporty Nation. We want to welcome the co-hosts of the Caps chirp podcast on the hockey podcast network covering the washington capitals who i might add the coyotes beat the shit out of twice this year two big wins against the capitals it is uh the hockey troll and Polly cupcakes co-hosts of that show welcome into the uh, sporty nation gentlemen hey thanks a lot um i am the hockey troll just so you know this sweet voice um you know, you guys did a guest spot on ours, so I guess we kind of owed it to you. Um, and uh, we're, we're definitely looking forward to this. We're honored. I'm honored, at least. I can't speak for Polly, but uh, I, I'm honored to, to be one of your few guests. Yeah, uh, I'm Polly Cupcakes. I was told I had to be really uh, enthusiastic when I said that by Corey. <laughs> um, because who doesn't but... like cupcakes? I mean, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, obviously I do, so... Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. I enjoyed our conversation. I'm looking forward to this one. All right, so here's how we're going to kickstart this dang thing. All right, so here's the thing. Hockey's not happening right now, so we're not going to talk a whole hell of a lot of hockey. Spoiler alert. 
But I want to kick it off with this because um, I, I want to talk to as many people as possible about, as possible about this. Uh, both of you have seen Tiger King, correct? <laughs> yeah. In its entirety within yeah. like two days, bro. I, I watched that shit in two days. <laughs> I did the same. So what are your guys' thoughts on it? Like it's so much, so much shit happened. Like I'll, I'll ask it this way. Your favorite moment, most memorable moment from, from that show is what? Oh, fuck, man. You know, I thought it was an amazing burn when they called that guy a walking, when, when, uh, Joe Exotic called that fat fuck uh, a, a walking Chucky doll, at, and then it like cut to him fucking on a fucking ski do, like a like a boss. Just you know, it, you just you just saw that the drip was real with him. I mean, he 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 thinks that he's the shit, and I just want to have that type of like social ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Which Paul, you could argue I have that already. <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually gonna say that you kind of already do. Uh, you, you, you it, they could have just put you on that jet ski and it would have, no one would have noticed. Oh, Hey, fuck you, bud. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I'd have to say my favorite was, um, and you know, it, it's not going to sound super original because they've made a pretty big meme out of it. But when Carol was like, Oh yeah, obviously the cat wasn't trying to eat him because it was just playing with his shoe. If she wanted to, if someone wanted the cats to eat him, they would have put sardine oil on his boots or something. And it was just like, did, did this did this woman just admit to how she had her husband get eaten by tigers by covering in sardine oil? Like, I mean, like, and they sped right by it too. They sped yeah, right by that exactly. So we're like, on the same page that she obviously killed her husband, right? Oh yeah. Well, I'm not in. I'm not in the in the business of of calling people you know i i believe that you're innocent until proven guilty <laughs> and you obviously couldn't they couldn't find any evidence i i mean i'm on the fence i'm on the fence i'm gonna be honest um partially because like carol baskins was a fucking beast this entire she was the only one that won she won every step of the way and not just like like a four three ot tilt like a fucking five nothing blowout right like she won every single interaction like anything that was it was a controversy she came out on top so i mean i guess that speaks towards both right yeah she probably did kill her husband because she could get away with it because she's sly like that but i i don't know <laughs> I, I i am still maybe she didn't maybe he just peaced out well Let you know rephrase this would you <laughs> if you were her defense attorney would you put her on the stand cool yeah I would. I would. I would because that's a, such a flex because she knows in her – you could just tell by looking at her. She knew that her alibi, all her shit was so airtight that nobody was going to fuck with her. I, I feel like I would do it as, as just as a flex. I think she would self-incriminate herself. Uh, so if I was her defense attorney, I would keep her mouth shut as much as possible. Thank <laughs> you, Polly. Thank you because that is 100%. The entire time she was talking, I was like – bitch makes herself look guilty every single time she talks there's no way to put her ass on the stand she may have like these devious plans that follow through but she cannot talk to anything like even she was like oh when i got the certificate that he was dead i just you know 
stared out the window for a while and then I just came back. What? <laughs> That's how you you reacted to your husband being officially dead. Right. Like sounds like she really loved him. Mm-hmm. And then and how she found him on the when she was walking on the street and it was it took her throwing a potato. That's how so I introduced this to Richie and roommate Kat and and I go, you have to get to the point where she talks about throwing a potato at her first husband. And they go, what? And I go, yes, it's, it gets weird. Because you think it, that that's strange, right? Like who throws a potato at someone and tries to leave the house? But then their first encounter is you can hold a gun at me. I just want to talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, True. The, the, I, like if they had, if, if their relationship was a house, the wallpaper would be red flags. <laughs> oh my god we need to take that down bite and we need to quote that and we need to put it everywhere <laughs> so yeah quickly my my favorite moment of the show god damn it, there's so fucking many but uh it's probably is probably the um the funeral for the second husband um yeah joe joe After he uh, fucking shot Tra- no travis travis trevor travis yes and then he gets up at the at the funeral and starts fucking singing <laughs> like <laughs> this isn't about you bro. like him. clapping along like half-heartedly clapping along like they even know this is fucked up yeah you didn't enjoy and, the part where he was talking about how he would come up and put his balls on people and they called it his <laughs> golden nuggets in front of his mother? Exactly. Yeah, in front of his mother. That's the kicker. <laughs> I also thought it was pretty ridiculous that Joe, like he dressed up like a Catholic priest for the, for the ceremony. Like I, I thought like this guy, Dude, was I knew just, that was going to get you. Paul. Well, it was, it was just like, it, like this guy was just, he's so out there. Like, uh, like he thought he was qualified to dress like a religious person to perform this ceremony. Like he, right? He was so nuts. you can't if you can't tell. Polly has been is a raised Catholic Catholic boy. You know, one of the most <laughs> morally sound people I've ever met, and that's hands down. But you know, you can tell the conviction here, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you saying He's that a man that, that has named his own penis ring cannot dress up um, as anything religious? <laughs> well, maybe, maybe not. I'm not saying either way. Uh, <laughs> all I know is that Joe did not go through seminary, so he should not be wearing the collar. <laughs> Boom. You got to earn that shit. And no, that- it just... It just showed that he was like he, he uh, to me it was a sign that he was so disconnected from reality because he did stuff like that. Like I oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody was pretty fucked in the head for this whole thing. Yeah, like he they all, he also had a, a thruple wedding that's not even legal. Like it was just some <laughs> kind of like fake ceremony. Like they, he uh, he was just And it didn't matter that they were both straight. Right? Well, you know, not that. <laughs> that among other things. <laughs> so uh, quickly before we move on, and, and from Tiger King, we can talk about this all day long. Uh, Corey, yeah. what do you think about? I brought this up. Um, I haven't told you about this yet, but I brought this up with with Cat, uh, my roommate again, and uh, I think we want uh, me, Corey, 
me and you, Corey, and then Kat, we should dress up as for next coming Halloween. The three of us get some pink, pink t-shirts, and we'll go as Joe Exotic and the two gay husbands. <laughs> well, I thought you were gonna say that I was supposed to dress up as Carol Baskin, and no. I was about to be like, dress because I'm blonde, no fucking way. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome if you guys did that. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Look for it coming up in October. It's gonna happen. Yeah. You- You'll definitely have to put that on the uh, on like on something on, yes. up on the network. Yes, or or Corey, we could do this, which is if San Diego Comic Con still happens, um, me, you, and Scotty could go as as the three um, as the thruple. How about that? Richie? <laughs> when I was when I was fifteen, uh, my friend convinced me to um, go as Jersey Shore for Halloween. Right. Um, there was enough parents that asked if we were hookers that I <laughs> told myself that I would never again dress up as something that could be conceived as something else. Well, Corey, you would obviously be Joe Exotic in this situation, right? I mean, <laughs> Richie, are we are we on the same page here? Uh, I don't know. She'd have to be Joe. <laughs> Probably, I think so. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll start searching for my um, gravity-defying eyebrow ring right now. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to do with a mullet. (laughs) You have to actually cut your hair that way. Yeah, real haircuts. No, no, no wigs. Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't even know if my hair is like I. He had it pretty long, actually. It's kind of slightly impressive in the fact that he had it that long. Hair is actually, I think, shorter than right now than his was uh his was in the show so i'm gonna have to start working on that yeah and i mean if you don't wash it for a couple months i mean you're gonna get the full effect there yeah that was that was actually one of the questions my friend asked me when we were watching the show is who does his hair and why do they do it that way like does he ask them or do they go oh this is gonna be a good look on you he seems like a guy who does it himself to be completely honest he's probably really proud of it yeah. yeah, I can see that. I could genuinely see that. <laughs> you know, with with all this going on in that show, I really thought his he he had a really, I thought his singing voice was a redeeming quality, and then I found out that it's he's not actually even singing it. It's fake. Yeah. Yeah. He's not like, singing. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my, my life is ruined. Yeah, he just lip syncs over it. I was just like, at first, I was like, man, how does this guy sound like this? I am. I am. I'm shattered. This is terrible news to me. <laughs> yeah, you're back on your dreams tonight. Yeah, Jesus Christ. There you go. You learn something new you every even... every every show. You come into the sporting nation for the first time, and you learn something new. Right. Exactly. I mean, it's not a fact that I wanted to to learn, but I, <laughs> I have it now. We'll get back to our interview with the guys from the Cap Shirt Podcast in just a moment, but first. Corey and I want to continue to tell you about Southern Scholar Socks. Oh boy, oh boy, do they make you feel nice and warm and cozy in your quarantined home. SouthernScholar.com. Nice and cozy socks. And you can get a discount on those socks if you enter our promo code. Corey, what is it? THPN. Again, THPN. 
that's what it is for everything. In case y'all forget, it's the Hockey Podcast Network, THPN. But yeah, you have to get some of these socks. As much as everyone likes to think that they like to keep their floors clean, can you think of how much gross, dirty stuff is on your floor, including the bacteria and the viruses and all the stuff that you carry in on the bottom of your shoes? If you have some nice southern scholar socks on you can walk around your house all nice and slick and smooth you can slide around if you want to you could even like be wearing them and use them if you don't have any like of the sliders to work out with you could probably put on those socks and then work out in them you know there's multiple uses for them while you are quarantined other than just looking good and those of you that are breaking quarantine and having some ladies come over um, you know, you can ha- cover up those gross feet by wearing some nice, slick socks. So get your Southern Scholars now, and you can, while you're there, sign up for their monthly one so you can take care of yourself now and months down the road when you are inevitably needing more socks and more different styles. Yeah, you get five bucks off of your order if you're under our promo code THPN. Again, that's southernscholar.com. Now, let's get back to our interview with the Caps Chirp podcast, and Corey kicked it off. <laughs> well, so our Sporting Nation can learn more about you guys, we kind of wanted to ask you guys where you got your name from um, outside of, you know, the obvious of you know being a hockey troll and whatnot but like uh you know is it is it the obvious is it there more to it is there a story we want to know okay so you know i've moved around a lot but uh i've landed close to pittsburgh and it started on my personal facebook page years and years and years ago like five six years ago probably um where i would just rip the penguins because i was a caps fan and a lot of my friends who knew me would just flock to my page to like talk shit. So finally I was just like, um, I was actually talking to my buddy. I'm going to give him props now. Uh, his name's Cody Tuttle. He's a dentist. Um, <laughs> now he is. Uh, he was like, dude, you should just make like a Facebook page. Like, and, and cause I mean, I know I f- personally flock to your page after every penguins caps game just to see the mayhem. So I took that to heart and I was like, all right, well, I mean, I definitely troll a lot of people, so might as well go with hockey troll. Though I will say, I think that the, the moniker troll kind of, it, it, I want the negative light, but I, I'm, I think that I do it well. I'm, I'm very good at it, at getting a rise out of people. So I feel like I'm not just like some asshole who says like vulgar you know racist personal shit uh i mostly just attack people's opinions you know because it's that's that's what they're presenting i try not to make it too personal um and and because that's more of a challenge right you can always just make fun of somebody and and that's the easy part but actually making them you know truly rethink that the, the opinion that they have is is the real win and then, you know, obviously being in the open format of the internet, having other people agree with me or disagree with me, either way, it fuels the fire. But, uh, but, but Polly, Polly probably has a little bit of a better story. 
Well, first comment on you. His Facebook page used to be a fucking mess. So making <laughs> making a hockey troll page was one of the best decisions he ever made because, like he yeah. said, like right. the, the, probably at least like fifty people would flock to him after each catch ends game. And uh, there'd be charities, and and you know, I'm not, I'm not a prude. You know, I, I I don't mind cussing and things like that. But but you know, it was it was definitely R rated at the best. Yeah. Can you be rented out? We have a friend um, who is a Penguins fan who gets very obnoxious after games, and uh, I would very much be able to use your assistance in that. Oh, my God, dude. I, you know what? Penguins fans are, I'm going to say it, bottom 10% intellect of all of the hockey world. They're spoiled. They've known nothing but success in ridiculous ways. Um, they've gotten every help that you could get, maybe aside from the, the the Vegas Knights where literally the NHL gave them a great team. Other than that, I mean, you know, Mario Lemieux stepped in and, and from there, the NHL has just been down on its knees ready to give anything to the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins. It seems like, you know, they've protected their, their, their star, Sidney Crosby, you know, great player, don't get me wrong, but I mean, he spent the first 10 years of his career flopping and, and diving on the ice and whining and crying. Um, you know, I, I just, Pittsburgh fans have had, the, I mean, think about it. That city has really nothing going for itself except for the success of their sports teams. So people really hinge on it. And, you know, they know that deep inside Pittsburgh fans know that that's really all that they have to cling on to. So if you attack that, it's like, I don't know, popping a balloon full of helium with like a, with a lighter, right? It just explodes. So yeah, definitely. Next time you guys get into an argument, just, just at me, bro. And that's what his Facebook page looked like every time. <laughs> I'm just presenting well, back. I appreciate that. I'm uh, Penguins people. And you want to come at him. It's at hockey trolling. Um, yeah. Just, just giving that to you guys. But uh, on the on the brighter side, so where did Polly Cupcakes come from? So uh, a couple years ago, I always get his name. I think Rob Riggle is that the actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so he hosted the NHL Awards, and he was doing an interview with John Tavares, and I, he was kind of talking with like I think he was trying to be like basically sound like a New York cab driver. So he had this like Brooklyn accent and he was just like, Oh, Johnny cupcakes. I'm going yeah, to call you Johnny cupcakes. And I don't know why I thought that was so funny. Um, and I, I thought poly cupcakes. I mean, that, that sounds good. That works with it. Um, and so I just made it my Twitter. And then when troll asked me to join the pod, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be my name. Um, also I'm, I'm a big snack guy. So, uh, it's a it's a self uh, a self proclaimed or a self bestowed nickname, but it's very fitting. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we both played college hockey together. Um, you know, in like the D two club level. You know, we're not studs or anything. Um, especially not Polly. Even though Polly, <laughs> what's your claim to fame? What you're like the the leading scorer or some bullshit? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> or or or. <laughs> Our club team existed for three years, so uh, I, I will. Was ask, so was it? It was it ACHA. We we played a lot of ACHA teams. We just never 
were able to get to that point. Um, to join the league. Yeah, we there, there was another league at the time that was trying to be an equivalent. Um, it was like the, uh, I don't know, C-H-A-A-A. I don't know. It was, it was, you know, a bunch of letters together, and then it became the N-C-H-A, and I think it has since folded, but um, we played, I'd say, over half our schedule was ACHA teams, and so we got our ass kicked a lot. But, uh, you know, in our three years of existence, I am the uh, franchise or school-leading scorer. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and I got to give it up to Polly because, you know what, he did, you know, he and I, there was like, how many of the influential people do you know in hockey? And I gave Polly number three out of the four. Um, because, you know, I got to give it up to him. He started this club at college. He ran with it. He got money. He did all the things that you do to, you know, start an organization. Um, it just didn't have legs after, after he graduated or, or after it kind of like slowed down. So I got to give him props. He organized this whole thing, gave me the opportunity to play competitively again, because at this point I was like 25. I was like grandpa on the yeah. team coming back to play. Um, and, you know, I got to hit people again and fight. So that was cool. That was cool with me. And where was this? Where was this at? Just so people know. So the, mm-hmm. the, the call. Do we even is- tell them? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we want, I want to find your a hockey DB page or whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, yeah, oh, right. Look it up and I'll share that with the Sporting Nation. Yeah. I don't know if any of these like legit reference sources will have us, but uh, uh, it was at West Liberty University. It's a small D2 school in uh, the northern panhandle of West Virginia. Um, actually, they have a really good uh, basketball team. They make it to the Final Four a lot in D2, so sometimes they're on TV. But it's just this little uh, 2,500 undergrad uh, country school out in yeah the rural school. World. And they have they have a masters now they're, they're they're starting their masters program but yeah yeah so that's our claim to fame that's our that's the height of our hockey experience there yeah. <laughs> i found an article i'm a i'm a google machine here in the sporting nation oh, i literally googled oh, west liberty university hockey and the first article that came up is uh from the west liberty university media relations department we're, and it's titled <laughs> WLU Hockey Club Hitting Its Stride in Second Year. And there you go. And you're quoted in the story, too. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I was uh, I was the president, manager, whatever. Uh, so, yeah, most oh, – <laughs> Yeah, we, we, done? <laughs> we've exposed ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, this, the, the first year we only had a couple games, but then the second year is when we started to get – what looked like a schedule going and it was yeah, and fun. That's when I joined. That's when the talent came in. That was, that was when I was, I was brought on. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're scouting. that's, that's, that's nice to know. Like you at least can like feel good about yourself, you know? I yeah. will say this, the first Polly, the first, do you remember our, the first game I played uh, with, with the club? Um, I, I okay, so I walk in and and I I know a lot of the hockey players in the area at this point. So I like walk in, I look around the locker room, and I'm thinking like, oh fuck, these guys, they're gonna play a hitting game. Like this is gonna be rough. Um, <laughs> and and so I'm being modest in the room, 
because I'm new and people are like, yo, so what position do you play? And I'm like, I usually play defense, but you know, it's been a while since I played competitive hockey and Polly on the other end, I'll never forget this Polly. You're sitting across the locker room from me and you go, well, if you're going to be a liability, let's put you on the fourth line. Um, and you can anchor <laughs> that. <laughs> and I go in uh, and then we, at this point we had a coach. A lot of times we didn't have like a true coach. I mean, we had, we had, all his old man bench boss and us, which was cool. Um, thanks, Pat. But uh, he goes, you know, if you're going to be a fucking liability, maybe you should just put you on the fourth line. Uh, at that time, the coach sees me play like three or four shifts. And he goes, uh, we're on a power play. And the first line went out. And then he goes on deck, fourth line, fourth line center, first change. That was me. Um, I go out. I We get the puck deep puck gets on my stick and I backhand it into, into the goal. And, and the ice conditions were so foggy at this point, we were playing in like an outdoor arena. I could barely see like 10 feet in front of me, but I bury this goal on the power play. Nobody even knows I scored, but, and that was literally my only goal. Uh, <laughs> the entire, the entire, like two years I played <laughs> a, lot, a few assists, but, but yeah, that Do was, you that was my puck? Fame. what's that? Do you have the puck? No, no, I didn't get the puck actually. Oh, no, fuck, unlike man? you, That's I know, bullshit. I know. I, nobody else got it for me. I don't know. I was just, I was just happy to be there. <laughs> At least you honestly, have the, the best way to describe our college hockey experience is like slap shot, but college hockey in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, it was wild, man. I mean, I wouldn't trade it for the world. It was a great experience. No, that's what, that's awesome. Those are the things that are super cool. And it's super cool that you started um, the club, Polly, like and the fact that you went out of your way to do that and all. Because it's at ASU, it started its own. It kind of took it a while. Um, I know some of the people that were towards the beginning of it and um, actually did a, like a whole article on it in, in college because it was like so interesting on how much it takes and how hard it is start and like get people recruited and all that stuff I mean by the time um uh Richie's 29 and I'm 25 so there's like a, a little bit of a space in between there but like by the time I got there um you know there's so many people that were coming to ASU that it was basically like oh if you're Canadian and you don't want to be fucking cold all the time and you want to come there's there's hot chicks and warm hockey <laughs> like come down to and then like because I, basically outside of I think Florida State it was like for the longest time I was always like oh the most attractive women are at ASU so they just kind of flocked to it and used that mm -hmm. as like a scouting opportunity and that's how they got all these like kids there and that's how they eventually like got to an ACHA championship was like by kind of touting that and getting better so on and so forth. So it's not easy and you kind of have to have something to um, latch onto to get people to come. So the fact that you were at such a small school and then did all of that to progress it just off the pure enjoyment of hockey and just wanting to play in that camaraderie is amazing. And it's, it's kind of a pure hockey to its core. Thank you. No doubt. No doubt, Polly. You're exactly what she said, bud. You know, I'd have to say, uh, good looking girls and getting to leave the rink and flip flops, those are very good recruiting tools. Yeah, no doubt. There we should have probably the ASU, Paul. Yeah, 
There was a, uh, we, we always bring this up and it was a recruiting video on YouTube that they had. And one of the kids um, who, I mean, like he, he was known for being this like really attractive kid. They got a lot of girls and he was like undoubtedly in the, in the video. And he, uh, he stands up in front of the camera and goes, uh, getting to leave the rank in a wife beater. You know what I call that? Live in the dream. And they like <laughs> use that to get people to come. And that was just the funniest thing that we'd ever experienced. Um, so, I mean, Richie and I, as much as we joke about it, it we have pretty fond memories about it because that's actually how we met was uh, covering the CHA team at ASU. But, uh, so, and then he got to experience kind of the back end because my boyfriend played for, for the the team once he got there because um, he, he continued on with uh, youth hockey as long as he could before he went to university so um, he got to experience all ends of it too so um, it's pretty uh, something that hits us in the fields too so that's really cool that um, you were you were both very grassroots in that because that's something that not everyone gets to experience no doubt no doubt yeah Paul you're the man bud no thanks <laughs> <laughs> the most interesting man on the hockey podcast network. Oh man. <laughs> Quite a title. Just come on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got, I know you guys got to get to recording your show too. So we'll wrap this up momentarily, but quickly uh, I want to ask you about the Washington capital season so far. Again, Coyotes are 2-0 and against the Capitals this year, <laughs> but I want to ask you specifically about uh, Alex Ovechkin's 700th goal. And Alex Ovechkin in general, do you think he's gonna he's gonna beat uh, Gretzky in in the goal record? I hope he does. How dope would that be? I mean, of fucking course he is. But <laughs> I mean, Paul, Paul, you go first. Okay. Uh, well, he scored more this year than anybody expected, and honestly, it looks like he could have another or two fifty goal season um, if he strings together say two more 50 goal seasons, then he's in a position where he can break this before he's 40 years old and doesn't have to stick around as long as Yager did. Uh, I think he, I think he's going to do it. He, he's, um, he's still scoring a lot and he's still contributing. So it's, you know, worth it to put him on the ice. So uh, I, I think he's going to keep getting ice time and he's going to keep scoring. And I think, but it's 2020 now. I, I mean, I think he'll beat it by like 2027. Yeah, that's that's a good estimate, um, and that's conservative. I mean, you look at okay. So Alex Ovechkin was about to. He was on pace for 60 goals this year. Okay, now that is impressive in itself. Um, you know, scoring's opened up though a little bit for the stars, right? You know, Pasternak and uh, was was right there, and you know, McDavid, Drysaitel, even Mika Zibanejad was was knocking on the door of fifty goal seasons. But Ovi was on pace for sixty. Um, the only other time he's done that, what I think was his third, second or third season in the league, where he where he netted sixty five. But the dude has eight seasons with with fifty goals plus. I, I I mean, you could even argue that he hasn't reached his peak yet, which is insane at 34. And the reason that I say that is because he was also on pace to have his second best even strength goaling goal 
goal getting season, right? So everybody thinks that he's a play, a power play specialist, yada, yada, yada. The Caps power play for 20 games before the pause was absolute dog shit. Okay. Um, at, at, at that point, it, it seemed like Ovechkin was just out there to take up space and get someone to guard him. Uh, you couple those to really, I mean, that's not advanced stats. That's not anything crazy. No Corsi numbers, no possession numbers, though. He's almost always been a positive possession player. Um, and, and he's a positive, like 35 over his career. If, if you want to put any weight on plus minus, but if you think about how he was about to get, you know, his second best scoring season at age 34 and his sec, his second best even strength scoring season at age 34, the sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, he truly is the Russian machine that never breaks. He's been injured. He's missed games. I think he's missed like 31 games. 17 of those have been to injury. That is insane. The consistency that he shows is unseen in the entire um, history of the NHL. If there's anyone that's even going to come close to beating him, which I said he's going to beat Gretzky, it's going to be Ovechkin. Um, and, and you know, I, I could go on and on and on. But to answer your question, Ovechkin will beat Gretzky in the scoring title, barring an insane plague. <laughs> or um, injury, crazy injury. I mean, you look at the guy's career, he's so consistent, and you look back at like the lockout season, the half season, these, you know, 12 games that he's missing. He's had everything stacked against him, and he is still scoring at a ridiculous rate. Uh, I don't see how you how you don't think he's going to. Kind of a follow-up on that that I really quickly wanted to throw in here was um, there's always kind of a debate on whether it's equal from, you know, the way that the NHL was and the way that goaltending was back in Gretzky's days as opposed to um, now. Do you think that even when he does supersede that, do you think that it will even be comparable to how much uh, the NHL has changed? So I think that if you were to era adjust it, and there's been so many people, analytics guys that have come out with this, but if you just, just now, he is the greatest goal scorer of all time. If you era adjust it, he's got Gretzky by like double digits in goals. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, nowadays goaltenders are <clears throat> at the peak of their physical form. Um, they take care of their bodies. They're, incredible athletes probably the best skaters on the team uh they have great equipment it's lightweight it protects them very well back in Gretzky's early years where he did a, a lot of his scoring goalies were going back in between periods and like taking down darts and beers and whatever other illicit substances that they needed to get out there with the cardboard that they were wearing that was soaking wet to even get through the game you know um the butterfly style, things like that. I mean, the list goes on. Even now, if he were to just, if he were to not like, you know, retire right now, go to the KHL, like a lot of detractors think he's going to do. Even if he did that now, he's still the best score, goal scorer in all NHL history if you era adjust for it. That's my take, at least. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to add to that. Um, I, I, the, the, the coaching on goalies has gotten better. The technology and equipment has gotten better. Um, granted, 
Ovi has the ability to have a curve on his stick that some of the other guys didn't. But um, I think with the physicality and speed of the game today, the fact that he's able to do this, I just don't think some of the other guys on that list could have done it at least the way they played back when they played. Right. I mean, OV can, could play in any era. That's for sure. Whereas some of the guys today who who were, you know, um, outstanding players probably couldn't looking at you, Crosby. (laughs) (laughs) I, by the way, I completely agree with you guys. I think what Alex Ovechkin is doing now is way more impressive than, than Wayne Gretzky. Grand Gretzky dominated, I think, unlike anybody else did and really in any across the sports landscape. But it's just ridiculous. Like the amount of fifty goal scores now, especially for most of Alex Ovechkin's career, it was like Danny Heatley was like the main like scored fifty goals. Like it just didn't right. happen. Where in the Gretzky era there were guys scoring ninety five goals a year. So just right. on that face, it's Ovechkin's so much more impressive. But uh, um, we want to get you guys out of here. Obviously, uh, we don't want to take. We've already chatted for thirty-five minutes. We spent twenty of it talking about Tiger King. So before we go, <laughs> um, uh, let everybody in the sporting nation know where to follow your show, how to listen to it, where to follow you guys on social media, all that extravaganza. Awesome. Hey, well, we want to definitely thank you guys for for letting us have the coveted interview spot on this podcast. Uh, you guys are doing, you know, you're fighting a good fight, doing the good work, um, and it, this this network is you know, unbelievable. So uh, you can follow me at hockey trolling with an I N on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. And we actually have a TikTok um, at caps <laughs> chirp. <laughs> I haven't done much with the TikTok yet, but uh, you know, <laughs> more to come. Uh, Polly, man, you go ahead. Yeah, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. Uh, I think Polly Cupcakes was actually taken, so I had to switch it up, which, like, who the hell else is going by Polly Cupcakes? But, yeah, I'm at Cupcake Polly. Uh, yeah, thanks, guys, for having us. Um, I've enjoyed our interview with you and your interview with us. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on, guys. Uh, we really appreciate it, and uh, we'll we'll talk to you guys, I'm sure, uh, on Twitter and on Instagram and all that jazz. So appreciate it, guys. Thank you. No doubt. Take care. Stay healthy, guys. Thanks, guys, for coming on the show. We uh, we really appreciate having you guys on here. You had some great stories. It's always great to hear all the backgrounds about all the guys from the network and whatnot because, um, you know, we're all a big family here of all the teams, and it's really nice to really get to know each other, especially during a time like this when we're so distant from everyone. So thank you again for coming on, and um, next week we will be on their show, so be sure to turn – Tune into the uh, Caps Chirp podcast to hear our interview with them. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did that right before we had them on. We had, they came on our show, and uh, we it was weird. Um, uh, we introduced them to In and Out Burger, among other things, and we pretty much figured out that if there was an apocalypse, I would be one of the first people to die. <laughs> Or that I might save you. I mean, yes. I didn't mention that I might save you. So yes, yes. you'll have to see. <laughs> So tune in for that and see if I would actually save Richie or not. Or if I may, be, I may have said that I was going to let a zombie eat him. You never know. You have to uh, 
tune in and uh, listen to see what they had to say on that fact. But um, before we go and sign off on this wonderful Monday, we wanted to talk to you about something very important, something that gets neglected, that weighs right down under, and that is Manscaped. It is for your undercarriage. I don't even know how many under things I can come up with here um, all in one point in time. But it is to make sure that you are all nice and neat and tidy down there. It's getting warmer. You don't want to get too sweaty if you get their package. It comes with some ball deodorant. Manscaped. I am talking about getting some Manscaped, you guys. We call it a man meat mower. It is their 3.0. They have stepped up to new heights. And it's not a one, not a two, but a 3.0. It has an LED light in it. It's got a little grip on it to make sure that you, uh, you know, you don't slip. It does. It's protected, so you don't nick yourself. You know, you don't want to nick that precious cargo. So they have everything figured out for you. They even have some ball toner in the package. You have to go get yourself some and use our promo code. Manscaped.com, promo code THPN, and you get 20% off and free shipping on everything on their website. You can get the whole freaking package, uh, which is you already got a package from them with everything in it. We tweeted it out on our Twitter account and Instagram. I'm expecting my package very soon. And I am excited to get to work with the Manscaped Meat Mower, the Lawnmower 3.0, and uh, to make sure I'm nice and primmed, proper, trimmed up for all the ladies that are expected to come over to my humble abode after quarantine. Gotta look good. And you can do it with Manscaped. Manscaped Manscaped.com. Treat your balls nice, gentlemen. Yeah, you you definitely don't want to be seen after quarantine looking like a jungle, you know? <laughs> be like Richie and get that package for your package. And on that note, I definitely think I'm going to end it on that note because it was just too good between man meat mower and get get the package for your package. I mean, we could be writing this stuff this this is amazing um why did we not do marketing for this type of stuff i don't know but thank you so much for tuning in to sporty with Corey and richie again on this wonderful monday i'm sorry that we are only um once a week now but you know um it's hard without the hockey season going on and we all miss it dearly so at least we are able to uh give you all some hockey stories and the the one about Polly and and them making um that team up there at a uh, West Liberty University like that is uh it's pretty cool so I in the end as much as we miss hockey it's very nice to be able to just hear some stories about some true to the heart hockey stories and uh, remember the things that sometimes get overshadowed during the NHL season so. It was great to uh, talk with them and to share that with you all, and we hope to be talking to you soon. 
Yeah, and on an upcoming episode, we're going to talk to Ish, who is the guy that runs this whole joint at the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to talk to him about music and stuff. Oh, shit. We forgot oh, to answer this goddamn question. Do this. Fuck. We'll do it next week when we have him. We'll do it when we have him on. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. We're we'll, out of time. We'll, We've been we'll yelling for like an hour already, so. Yeah, we'll do it when you're on. Um, me and him, me and Ish got into a really good conversation about music um he's got a really cool backstory that i i can't wait to share with you guys that'll be coming up soon so um can't wait for that and um you know and then we also have um a, a coyotes um back-end legend we all call him a train he will also be coming on um the podcast in the upcoming week so we have some great um, guests coming on that we will be sharing with you all. Can't wait for all of them. So uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Yeah, and before we go quickly, God damn, this is taking forever to wrap up. But I got to do. I got to share this with you before we go. Uh, I uh, I saw a tweet where you can get a life size figure from Sideshow Collectibles of Iron Man's Mark Forty Two armor for about eight thousand uh, dollars. So if you want that core, you can do that. $8,000 will get you a life-size Iron Man. And so with that, until next week, Sporty Nation, good night and good hockey, everybody.